Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to part five of my top 10 begonias. I'm Jane Perone, houseplant expert and, well, let's be honest, a bit of a begoniac, if there is such a thing. And I'm really enjoying bringing you these top 10 begonias. The trouble is, every day that I do a new one, as I talk about that plant and bring together all the facts that I want to tell you about it, I'm convinced that that is my absolute favourite begonia. (laughs) I guess that's inevitable. It's happened again with today's begonia, which is begonia erythrophila, aka the beefsteak begonia. It's another absolute classic of the indoor begonia world. Another rhizomatous begonia, so just to remind you, it's growing from a thickened underground stem and it also has quite leathery and succulent leaves and all this is telling us that this is a nicely tolerant plant. Let's get some of the who, what, when, where and why out of the way first. This begonia is a hybrid from two begonias from Mexico, the first of which being begonia hydrocotylifolia and the second being begonia manicata. Now, these were crossed in 1845 in Germany and created Begonia erythrophila, still one of the most popular begonias out there and one of the earliest hybrids that we're still growing. Obviously, hybridization of begonias has been going on for a long time and a lot of those hybrids from the early days are not still around. This one is, though. What did the parents look like? Well, the hydrocotylifolia that kind of, to me, looks like a sort of a, a, a smaller leaved version, a generally smaller version of erythrophila. The manicata, on the other hand, has much larger and greener leaves. So the qualities of those two parent species came together to form the beefsteak begonia, which has got these very dark red, dark green red leaves with bright red undersides. It grows outwards rather than up. It can be grown as a trailing plant. If you let the fleshy stem grow and grow, you'll end up with a big ball of a begonia, if I can put it that way. And I'm not entirely sure what erythrophila means, but there are some other plants that have the term in their scientific names. And it seems to be red stuff, basically. So I think it's referring to the red pigment in the leaves. Now, in my lifetime, I've only ever known this plant as erythrophila or the beefsteak begonia to give it its common name. But apparently when I've dug back in the books, it seems historically this has also been known as begonia feastii, F-E-A-S-T-I-I, or the pond lily begonia, which is also a name that the parent plant, uh, I'm going to have to say it again now, hydrocotylifolia um, had because of the leaves looking a bit like those of a pond lily, which makes sense. 
So why is this begonia in my top 10? I think it's a really stunning plant. The leaves get large and glossy. Um, I've just looking in a book called Conservatory and Indoor Plants, which is by uh, the legendary uh, plants people, Mar Roger Phillips and Martin Ricks. And they say the leaves of this one can get up to 14 centimetres across. So quite a decent size. They are very glossy. Depending on how much light they get, you're going to get a beautiful dark green, rich, rich, dark red coloration. The veins are standing out in a much lighter green on the top and then flip a leaf over to a light source like the window and you'll get this incredible color. This is a begonia you can grow quite nicely hanging because for one thing, you won't need to take it down that often to water because those fleshy stems and that rhizome hold on to a heck of a lot of water as do the fleshy leaves. Secondly, if you hang it up, you can enjoy the backs of the leaves as well. And over time, it will trail and hang and you'll get a beautiful kind of ball effect. Late winter, early spring, the flowers come. They can be quite abundant on this plant. They're shell pink and they look like the classic begonia flower, but there can be a lot of them if your plant is really happy. Now, also in that book by Ricks and Phillips, it stated this plant was hardy down to five degrees centigrade. That's 41 Fahrenheit. I have never allowed my plant to get that cold. It has been down to about at least 12, I would say, with absolutely no problems. So this is one you could have in an unheated room or in a sheltered area, depending on what your climate is like. It's a toughie. Interestingly, there doesn't seem to have been an awful lot of further cultivars of this plant developed. There is one called Helix. I've not seen this for sale for quite some time, but it has it's kind of got a, a mutation where you see this sometimes in begonias. I think the famous one is escargot, where you've got a kind of a swirl effect in the actual structure of the leaf. I'd love to see a erythrophilic helix. It's certainly something that has been out there. Not sure if it's still available now. What is available now, though, is Black Jungle, which is a very dark leaved version, which has, I think, more crinkle to the leaves as well. They're kind of um, wavy rather than the flat leaves you'd expect of the regular erythrophila. I have to admit, I'm not as keen on it as I am on plain old erythrophila. But there you go. It's a matter of personal choice. I'll put links in the show notes to uh, link you to places where you can see pictures of both those plants. Just talking about the show notes for a moment, I had a lovely comment from a listener called Leslie who said that they've listened to every single episode of the podcast, but it was this top 10 that brought them to janeperone.com. So there you go. It's always worth checking out the show notes. It really is. Uh, Leslie's in upstate New York and has loads of begonias, a 40 foot tall bougainvillea vine, orchids and more. Very impressive, Leslie. And she also offers some kind words. So thank you very much for your comment. And if you're not Leslie, be more like Leslie and go and visit janeperone.com. So anyway, erythrophila. 
it's been around, it's been popular for a long time. I was looking back at some plant catalogues from the 50s and it pops up in the Logies catalogue. We spoke to Byron Martin of Logies in the last episode. Uh, so it's been a begonia that's just been consistently there. So people have been growing this plant for well over a century. It's easy to reproduce. You can just snip off a piece of that chunky stem and I find it works well in some perlite rather than water and water it tends to rot but in some damp perlite you will find that it roots and you get a new plant. In terms of light you do get really really good colour on this one if it gets a decent amount of light. It's not going to want to be in a sunny windowsill but it can cope with morning sun and just don't fry it is what I would say. Now, and some of you, I'm sure, will consider yourself to be variegation nuts and you will be wanting to know if there is a variegated form of this plant. Well, hmm, interesting. I have seen a picture uh, on Instagram of a variegated begonia erythrophila. I'm going to mangle the name now, but I would pronounce it Hofsted. Hoveria. Uh, again, I'll put a link in the show notes to this picture. And if you are a begonia fan or an, uh, a variegation fan, you're going to find this an interesting one. Uh, the caption says begonia erythrophila pink princess and then sort of a, a monkey emoji no no just kidding it's not an official cultivar we only have one plant wonder of nature propagating will be nearly impossible no filter uh whew. i mean this was posted 216 weeks ago i don't know whether there's any more news on this? Not that I can see. People are wondering if this mutation could be stabilised through seed. It does look stunning because it really does look like uh, Begonia erythrophila. Given the pink princess treatment, I don't know what's going on with that, but it's <laughs> it's an interesting one. Uh, maybe one day we'll see that being popularised, but it may just be something to goggle at on Instagram. In terms of the rhizomatous types, this and Bowerai are the ones I would recommend if you are not that great with begonias. Those are the two rhizomatous ones that I think are bomb-proof, tough, tough, tough creatures. And while it will go okay with very little care, if you do really look after this plant, it will look amazing. So definitely one to grow if you want a real showstopper of a begonia. That is all for this week's Top 10 Begonias. I'll be back next week with more. So stay tuned and keep your suggestions coming in. I love to hear what Begonias you love and find easy to grow, or maybe the ones that you've killed. Let's hear about those too. In the meantime, have a brilliant weekend and a wonderful week, and I'll see you on Monday. Bye! The music you heard in this episode was Roll, Draw and Roll by The Joy Drops and Whistled by Benjamin Banger. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details. <laughs>